hey hi he- hello it's it's chris in innate hello just a chill <laughs> chill probably quick podcast not quick you know not three hopefully not two hours long um it's definitely sunday today's definitely sunday right nate <laughs> of course <laughs> yeah we definitely did this uh we i wasn't sick sunday right last minute he wasn't then sick Monday, which, what he doesn't know, I was also sick again Monday night, uh, which is why when I looked at my clock and it was like nine ten o'clock, I'm like, oh, I'm glad Nate wasn't like, hey, we should record. Uh, <laughs> it worked out. Everything was fine. Anyway, welcome to another episode of Space Time Taco. As I already said, I'm Chris, aka Time Marita. That's Nate, aka your Little Teapot. Um, it's been... Two weeks, have I, it's been two weeks, two weeks, I saw you Friday. Yeah. Yeah, haven't recorded anything. It no. happens. I think <laughs> I recorded, I recorded something recently, but I don't think it's something released. Um, anyway, how you doing? I'm doing. Yeah, yeah I understand that. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Man, life. What we need is an office, Nate. We need an office. I, we need a house. I need a house. Gonna get a house. Gonna turn yeah. turn it either a the biggest room or the basement into an office. And then we can do in person again. And by that I mean I'm hoping that we're living close enough to everyone else that we can do in person again. And it's not ridiculously out of the way. Um, mm-hmm. Yay. Uh, how long was the drive was it from you to Dave? It was about 30 minutes. Ah, shit, man. God damn it. You yeah. need to move. <laughs> we all need to move. <laughs> like everyone keeps saying we need to move, but then everyone wants to move to a different place. Like, I have no intent in staying in Maryland. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the problem now, <laughs> Um If houses, if pricing went down just across the board, would you stay in Maryland? I might consider it. Yeah. A couple other things would have to change with most of our state laws, but... <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, I have a grape with that and a grape with housing price prices, not just in the state, but all over the country. Oh, yeah. It is a a uh, national issue um, because of something called greed. Um, <laughs> yay. They keep telling me it's a housing crisis. Yeah. The crisis is I can't make enough money off of my house unless I... You know, buy up all the property and then rent it. Yeah. Oh no. Fifteen hundred bucks a month to live in a closet. Yep. Live in a freaking Harry Potter cupboard under the stairs. <laughs> At least he had a door. <laughs> um. Doors are extra. What? Indoor plumbing <laughs> is that extra? Yep. Uh. Anyway, burn down your local government building. Um. <laughs> You want a toilet? What are you? Rich? <laughs> um, Nate, what what are we? What have you been watching? What have you been doing? What have you been playing? What have you reading? Have you been busy? Have you been entertaining yourself with multimedia entertainment? Somewhat. Um, I can go into what I've been watching and reading. We did both watch and read the thing you have at the top of the list. I for forgot. So I was looking at a different page for things. Yes, yes. Are you fully caught up? Are you on episode three or four of Trigun? Yes, I am. Dragoon Stampiad? Yes. Um, 
I do love the fact that there are people that are, that were like, I don't understand why it's called Trigun Stampede. I'm like, what's the main character's name? Um, it's, it's called Trigun Stampede because of the main character's name and to differentiate it from the original Trigun. Imagine that. Yay! <laughs> the main character, Trigun, the Stampede. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say the one thing I it came to me the other day. That the most up the there was one thing about the series that I'm upset about more than anything else. And do you know what that is? What? What is missing from this version of the show? Millie. Fuck Millie, the cat. Where the <laughs> fuck is that cat? I love that little cat. We don't know yet. I mean, we just got the reveal of one of the main characters. Yeah, but so here's the thing. Okay. Uh full spoilers. Um full spoilers abound. I keep forgetting that I have to throw up a little spoiler thing, maybe, on the audio, or the audio. Yeah, throw up a visual gag for the audio podcast. Um, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but anyway, we're going to go into spoilers for up to episode four of Trigon, Trigun, Stampede, um, which is currently streaming on all streaming platforms that have license to it, a.k.a. Crunchyroll. Um, which, the first two episodes are out dubbed. I don't know if you have even thought of giving it that chance. Um it is. I, I watched it solely just so I could see uh, Johnny Young Bosch as uh, Bach. Johnny Young Bach. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Back as Vash. He played the. He voiced ba- Vash in the original release, so it's, it's kind of awesome to hear him again. Um, it yeah. looks like it's Bosch. I, oh yeah, right. I can never remember. Uh, whatever. Anyway, Nicholas Wolfwood. Nicholas D. Wolfwood got introduced in this last episode and like man i love that character i've always loved that character uh mm-hmm. one i i think more than anything with this series because obviously his his redesign is not much different he's like a little bit more of a uh, i don't I know i mean they just they make him look a little younger yeah a little more slovenly as is befitting his character to begin with. He's he's very much like the the um I kinda wanna just say the Aizawa of the series visually. Mm-hmm. Like it's that very like lazy, doesn't really take very good care of himself, um character that everyone has a crush on. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, But aside from him, whose character redesign isn't too too different, I love the redesigns that we've gotten for the gung-ho the gun-ho guns um because mm-hmm. with, with this one you've got zazzy the beast previously we got uh eg minor minor yeah um mm-hmm. in both of them both of the character redesigns i think look fantastic um yeah so i'm very excited to see eventually everyone else uh we've already gotten a hint at the not look Oh man, Trigun train bad guy. <laughs> what? That's what his name. Brilliant Dynamite's Neon. Uh, there's a scene in, or there's in the background. There's a wanted poster for, uh, for Neon. Brilliant Dynamite's Neon in the back, and I'm like, I know that guy. Is he gonna show up? Cause that'd be fucking cool. Um, <laughs> so I'm excited to see if they do bring him in in uh change him out or whatever um mm-hmm. or up to see what they do for his update 
uh, like everybody. I want to see everything. I want all of this. Give me all of it now. I hate waiting. Just force feed me content. Because um, I will take it all in. Uh, how are you liking it so far? I mean, I'm enjoying it. Uh, for all the people who complained about, you know, CGI and anime, I think this kind of puts all of that to rest. Um, the animation is really good. <laughs> the everything in everything you can tell that was like made CG in this anime is crafted well. Um, they aren't using CG to like hide anything or skip out on details. They're using it the way it should probably be used, especially in a full CG anime, which is just make everything look as pretty as possible. Yeah. <laughs> make all the animation as fluid as possible. I mean, syncing up lip flaps in 2D is, you could just have a mouth, like, open and close. Like, you don't have to do a lot there. Doing it in CG, like, they really took time to animate the mouths saying the words. Yeah. <laughs> um, beyond that, uh, the action's great. The story so far is really good. Um, I'm sure there are people who out there who are purists, the original Trigun, who are just going to hate it no matter what. I can't really do anything about them. Um, but for someone like me who, I mean, Trigun was a thing that came out when I was a kid. I wasn't really that into it. I do enjoy it as an adult, but, uh, this is a fresh new take on Trigun and it gives me a whole new way to experience that story. Um, this is also much faster paced than the original Trigun because we're now in we're in the world of seasonal anime releases as opposed to weekly episodic stuff. Um, and so they're really just focusing on sort of the main story beats of what makes Trigun Trigun. I mean, I was shocked <laughs> to see Knives show up as early as he did yeah. in this scene. Um, you know, he was sort of the big mystery in the original Trigun. Um, but they, they really just let him come out and be like, this is the threat you have to deal with. Like... <laughs> So, no, it's fun. It's interesting. I like it. Yeah. Um, I think there was something... I'm trying to remember. It might have been in the third episode. Um, something about it that that I didn't like. It's been... Because I've rewatched, I've rewatched the first episode like seven times. Um, a couple of times they were just playing in the background. And then the last time it was just so I could... Uh, see the dub um so i'll probably rewatch once everything is out dubbed again uh but i haven't rewatched anything besides that first one so far the there was something about oh you know what it is it, I, the only thing that bugs me is the weird cloak and i know it's like a fake cloak thing that knives has it's just something mm -hmm. about it it bugs me I don't know what it is. It just because of how st I think it's because there's no motion to it. It is just a. It feels like just kind of like a um, what's the thing called a helmet kind of thing. Like yeah. there's no there's no flowing fabric or anything like that. It just looks like a solid piece of uh, like metal mm -hmm. or something on him. Um, and I kind of wish that that just flowed a little bit in some way. Yeah. Well, that also may be intentional because his cloak is not made of fabric <laughs> yeah yeah but it's also made of something that he can seems to have full control over so you would think it like think of how cool it would be if it could have like that flowing kind of to it but then like at one point you see it and you realize that it's just the millions knives millions of knives um mm -hmm. uh, 
That's it, just a personal thing. Uh, which is perfectly fine. Why not? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I really enjoy it. I'm excited for more. Uh, I like that every episode we have like two two new episodes to talk about once we get to it. Instead mm-hmm. of like, because you know, weekly that's like too much. Um, yeah, this is Trigon. I think is definitely one of the uh, an anime that if we had set it up or gotten ahead of it, um, I would have liked to make. Uh, like one of our first episodes for the the like anime book club idea that we've had multiple times and we eventually will hopefully maybe actually make that a thing (laughs) (laughs) um i think that would work yeah month like a monthly you know like a book club you meet every month Mm -hmm. you talk about the specific series that you're all trying to watch yeah no i uh it's great. The character re- redesigns, like you said, are also awesome. Zazie the Beast looks fucking fantastic in yeah. this anime. <laughs> oh my god, the little like mask thing that mm. then has the uh, le- the wings fly out. I'm like, oh my god, I love that thing. Yes, I mean even just her regular look. I mean it's much more like it's much more like tribal, feral in a way. Mm-hmm. It shows she has a deeper connection to the worms. Um. Versus her old one, which was just very much like, oh, I'm another cow person in the cow world. Cow person in the cow world. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on a second. (laughs) I just want to have that for no reason at all. I'm not going to create anything around that quote. Um, Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so what else you got on here? Is this is so you have two more things? Are they both reads or is one of them an anime? One of them is an anime. Okay. Um, the anime one should be obvious. It's Tomochan is a girl. Oh, it's it's not Junkyard Joe. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> um, no, Tomochan is a girl is another sort of rom com slice slice of life anime. You have been like um, heavy on the slice of life lately. Yeah. Um, this one though is like, this one to me is especially funny because this isn't sort of like the typical will they, won't they kind of thing. It does have elements of that, Mm -hmm. but in the very first episode, in the very first few moments, you get the love confession right away. Oh. So (laughs) the entire premise of this anime is you have this girl, Tomo, who is a tomboy. Like, she does karate, she wears spats under her skirt, all kinds of stuff. Um, and she confesses to her long-life childhood friend, who is also, like, an athletic guy, does a lot of martial arts and stuff like that. Confesses to him outright, and he is completely oblivious to what she means. <laughs> she thinks she's just saying, like, I love you as a really good friend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. That. That's literally, like, the first... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so this is another one of those um it looks like it was almost like a webcomic kind of release where it was like one single or mm-hmm. like four panel chapters instead of it being like oh, a yeah. full manga chapter it's little individual things okay well it's great because it plays out that way in the anime it's sort of like watching azumanga Dayo. oh um, it's kind of like um <laughs> the the uh handyman in, in another world i threw that on the other day and it's very much yeah. like hey Little snippet story, little snippet story. I, those are I love that kind of stuff. There you go. 
No, I think what's hilarious about this one, though, is just the characters in general. None of these people are, like, good people, I guess. <laughs> um, with the exception of Tomo. Tomo is a genuine person. She's very anxiety-ridden and wants to be seen as more of a girl by the people around her. But because she's so tough and because she's so more or less eager to commit violence, mostly to protect her friends, no one really sees her as a girl. <laughs> um, like, this is someone who, like, at 15, 16 years old, is, like, beating up full-grown men on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. um, uh, meanwhile, her the guy she's interested in is one of her lifelong childhood friends, but, uh, again, is completely oblivious to her feelings, may have some feelings of his own, which are hinted at, but doesn't really act on them in any way. He's kind of just... He's kind of like the most stoic person you've seen in anime. He doesn't really feel feelings. <laughs> um, <laughs> that being said, the other two friends in this are even more hilarious. You have this girl named Gundo, and she is a Class A manipulator. She is constantly just fucking with and trolling these two people for her own amusement. And it's as, like, terrible as that is, it's hilarious to watch because she's not really doing it from a mean-spirited place. She just does it because she honestly thinks it's funny. Oh, wow. And she's, in, in several instances, is actually trying to drive these two people together in, like, a romantic way. And then you have a character that's introduced later on, Carol, who is an English girl who comes to Japan as a transfer student, and she's just hilariously dumb. Like, she is blunt to a fault. So, like, if she thinks something about you, she just says it. Oh, and wow. people hate her for it. Oh. Um, there's a whole episode that involves her thinking Tomo is her enemy. And so, goes to the guy that Tomo actually likes and is like, hey, help me defeat her. And he thinks, she's like, Help me learn to basically do karate so I can kick her ass um, without even knowing that it's Tomo who she's after. So there's this hilarious moment where he takes Carol to the gym and makes her do push-ups and says one and she just says I can't. And then does sit-ups and says one and she just says I can't. Yep. <laughs> I, I feel and that. So she's just this little freaking dough ball of a person who doesn't get anything and doesn't understand social cues at all but it's always funny to watch her when she speaks um but yeah it's just it's a genuinely funny just comedy anime mm -hmm. um it doesn't lean too heavy into the every single episode there's like a moment where it's like oh now they're getting close and they're actually going to confess and then they don't which is refreshing because i fucking hate that in a lot of stories <laughs> i'm starting to hate that in one of my favorite rom-coms of all time um but it's fun. It's interesting. And uh, if you're into that kind of shit, then definitely give it a try. <laughs> um, other than that, the second thing I did, this is a read, a comic I picked up recently called uh, Junkyard Joe. Um, this comic is actually much better than I thought it would be. It was randomly stuck in my box one day when we went to Third Eye. Yeah. Um, but I took it home because it looked neat at least the cover did, and then I started sitting down and actually reading it, and the next time we went to Third Eye, I asked them to go get more of it for me. <laughs> um, so, it starts in Vietnam, 
Um, this is like classic, like platoon full or full metal jacket setting. Um, you got these guys in Vietnam, they're going on a mission. Uh, and then this weird guy shows up and he's just got the name tag Joseph on his uniform. Nobody knows who he is and he doesn't speak to anybody, even though people are trying to speak to him. Uh, <clears throat> turns out that this guy is not a guy. He's a robot. He's <laughs> a robot. Yes, apparently developed in a secret by the U.S. government to not only go and help soldiers carry out missions in Vietnam, like he is a ruthlessly efficient killing machine, um, but to survey and analyze the potential outcome of the Vietnam War. And so after almost his entire squad gets wiped out, except one guy who's been trying to make friends with him the entire time, um, he sends his report back to sort of the U.S. war room, and is like, hey, we probably shouldn't be doing this. He's not speaking, by the way. He's just, like, recording data and transmitting it back. Yeah. Uh, and then just goes completely off the fucking radar. Like, AWOL out of the blue. <laughs> hmm. um, and in that moment, you get a panel with, literally, Richard Nixon in the U.S. war room. Like, hey, we're pulling out of Vietnam now. <laughs> um, so, it's, an, it's sort of an alternate reality, interesting take on the era of Vietnam. But also one about... It's sort of like Iron Giant in a way. Like, you have a robot who learns to become more human as time goes on. Um, I mean, part of this whole plot where he reports that the Vietnam War is not great is when his whole platoon gets wiped out, he goes and starts attacking the village where, like, the Viet Cong are that did this to to his friends. Yeah. And then accidentally shoots a child. Oh. <laughs> like, um... The American and. Way. You get to watch a robot basically have a mental breakdown <laughs> because of it. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, it's uh, it's one of those things where it, it hits all these certain facets of, like, what it means to be a soldier, robots versus people, that kind of stuff. It's, it's a more interesting story than I would have given it credit for on first glance. And I think it's one that's going to fly under the radar because it is Image Comics that's making mm. it. Mm. Um, and... As I learned going to the comic store, a lot of the issues, at least the early issues, are out of print now. So we're on issue four. But if you happen to grab a copy of it, physically or digitally, I do recommend if you're into that kind of stuff, if you're into those kind of themes, and especially themes related to the Vietnam War, just the history of the Vietnam War, it's probably worth picking up. Okay. Um, I will say, you like because I know you said that with it being Image Comics, it's a little bit more whatever. Um Images, basically, in my opinion, images is, uh, I mean, most people's opinion, it is one of, the, it's the big three. There are no longer just the big two. It, image is mm -hmm. as big, almost as big as uh, DC and Marvel to a certain extent. Um, I mean, if you think about it, what look at some of the, the uh, all of the comic adaptations that are <laughs> happening nowadays, it's all image. Almost everything is an image comic now. Um I guess that's true. I don't know. I thought Dark Horse might be bigger. <clears throat> I I think maybe at one point, but um Image kind of hit a point where it just just kept gaining more and more momentum. Um in mm -hmm. love, like people love so much from that. I mean, fucking Saga, man. That is like yeah. a revolution at comics. People uh, people like treat it as, as a uh, religion mm -hmm. almost. Um, well, yes, it's good. I fell off. Hey, whatever. Um, it is, but I think 
to Image's credit, is they're still a company willing to take risk on a comic. And they're versus... still a company that are creator-owned. It, it is still creator-owned yeah. com- comics. Um, well, that's probably why. Where DC and Marvel are owned by much larger entities who are looking to turn profits, which means that... I mean, there is... Don't get me wrong. There's stuff interesting in DC and Marvel comic books, but it's a whole lot of... When the big events come around, it's just a whole lot of that and tie-ins to that. It's like we just got like Death of the Justice League, and that was the only thing DC related that was like pushed for weeks and weeks and weeks. At us. Yeah. Uh, not only that, I love the fact that people have like already found stuff that's like the return of the Justice League. Um, oh, of course. Yeah, they're not. It's the Justice League. They're not going to be gone forever. Right now, I will admit it is kind of cool that with the Justice League gone, the Teen Titans are the current. Justice League. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean, every one of these major events has been the same thing for DC and Marvel, whether it be an Infinite Crisis or a Flashpoint or whatever else it is. It's an excuse for writers and artists to start fresh with characters. Yeah. Um, to, to just get rid of all the old stuff because those stories have kind of run their course. Those characters' personalities have been fully explored, so let's just start over. And do something new with them. It's funny, though. I will give... um, That's one thing I'll give Marvel credit for recently. More recently. Yes, they have also done the whole, like, hey, all the other universes don't exist. It's all one now. But no, it's actually not. There are still other universes, whatever. Um, But the fact that we have been getting multiple, like, head writers for main characters. Like, Spider-Man has gone through a couple... Or had multiple writers... um, Sorry, Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Miles, Spider-Man, has also gotten multiple writers. Uh, All of this within the same not not big world-changing event so far. Um, Like, I think there is currently one that is happening now that I say that, of course. Uh, uh, Yeah, Dark Web, I think is what it's called, or something like that. Um, That is currently happening. And that, however that ends, is whatever. But... Up until then, uh, <laughs> they've been pretty good about getting a, a couple of good or new and different artists and um, writers on teams. So it's not, hey, it's been so-and-so for the last five years. Now that the world is changing, we're bringing in Shamblamble. Um, <laughs> you know, everybody loves Shamblamble. Uh, Shamblamble. Shamblamble, one of the greatest comic writers of our decade. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, you know, um, man, I kind of don't want to talk about my other TV thing so we can continue with the comic theme into news. I'm going to do that. <laughs> We're going to say, fuck it. I'll come back around to my Netflix show, which I love and you might love too. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> uh, quick, quick hop over. We're, we're topic puddle jumping. Um, speaking of comics, Nate, uh, what, what is your favorite favorite uh comic cinematic universe it's not the dc what it's not the dcu well guess what james gunn might i don't know he might get you i don't i don't know how you feel about things uh especially one thing i do know how you feel today james gunn released a video talking about all the new uh the direction mm-hmm. basically the new direction of um what's that thing called uh the 
DCEU. I don't know if it's still called the DCEU. Maybe he called it the DCU in the video. Which I'm happy with, but that one's confusing because the DCU is considered what the whole comic book universe is. Yeah. So I, I picked up DCEU from the fan base. Well, right? it, it, DC it, Extended Universe. Yeah, it was called that for the longest time. Um, but basically, yeah, he uh, revealed the, and I like this article specifically says likely first 10 projects in the first part of a two chapter god damn it's so much basically chapter one of the next decade of dc content um Mm -hmm. and it's a mix and it's a good mix it very much and obviously not the same exact build-up as marvel but Mm -hmm. very spread out there are tv shows they're live action for in animated um, there's full theatrical release, there's HBO Max exclusive kind of shit, um, one of which I'm confused because I thought it was originally going to be an uh, H, uh, HBO released movie, um, mm-hmm. but I guess not anymore. Uh, wait, I'm even more confused. Oh, because that's dated, never <laughs> mind. So, it, including, I don't know exactly how they're wiping the slate. It's a little bit confusing. Uh, he basically mm-hmm. makes it seem like the next four movies are part of the plans. There's no change. That's still considered whatever. What's more confusing is the fact that he does state that the Flashpoint movie or the Flash movie is still being used as like a new kick kickoff point or starting point for uh, the DCU. It's kind of rewriting the entire universe. Um, yeah. Which I'm like, okay, cool. But then it's like in the movie that comes out after that is well Blue Beetle, which I'm a, I'm excited for whatever. Um, a little bit, I have a little bit of excitement because I like <laughs> Blue Beetle. Um, but or Aquaman two is still happening, which mm-hmm. yeah I knew it was happening. It was more the fact that it's still happening within the same universe, which is slightly confusing. Um, whatever, uh, mm-hmm. but basically, um, James Gunn stated that. Moving forward, actors that are playing characters in animated, in live action, are all going to be the same. One person playing the same character, unless otherwise stated and labeled, and this is what made me super excited, as Elseworlds content. The fact that we are actually getting the name, the word Elseworlds attached to these projects, which is like, uh, he specifically mentioned um, the Batman, Matt Reeves, the Batman, uh, the Joker, mm-hmm. or Joker uh what was the third one something else that i don't remember off the top of my head but it is also (laughs) part of elseworlds um which i'm okay with uh which i thought was cool that's great give us that's all i wanted i always i've always wanted them to be honest i wanted that more than the full like we're trying to emulate the mcu i love the idea of it being like hey we have a lot of stories that just are great standalone stories why don't we just make elseworld content Mm -hmm. um and I mean, we do get that with the animated stuff. I am a little bit upset we don't we didn't get much of that side of it, but that could be future content and is probably all going to fall under Elseworlds. Whatever. Anyway, the actual moving forward lineup after we get through these four already made and probably going to be semi-watchable films. Um, sorry, I just remembered that I'm very frustrated about Zachary Levi, Levi, Levy, Levy, whatever. Um, 
Anyway, fuck it. <laughs> first thing we're getting, first thing we're getting out of the out the the, the gate is a series called Creature Commandos, um, which is just a collection of the weirdest fucking characters that you could possibly see in uh, fucking what's that thing called? Did comics? DC Comics. I mean, um, yes, considering that their comic is literally called Weird War Tales. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, but you got Rick Flagg Sr., the only normal-looking motherfucker, uh, Dr. Phosphorus, uh, Nina Mazursky? Mazursky? Frankenstein, mm. Bride of Frankenstein, uh, ooh, described as the lead of the show. Great. Um, G.I. Robot, who I looked at him, and I'm like, is that Junkyard Joe? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, of course... His favorite character, we ca- he casts his own brother as him, uh, Weasel, the guy who I don't think actually. Oh no, he did. He did survive the Suicide Squad, yeah. um, which is fantastic. Which means the Weasel is going to be played most likely by um, Sean Gunn, uh, mm-hmm. which is I'm, I fully support. Um, <laughs> no, the one thing I will say: no actual release dates on anything. Uh, I do like there's a little bit more detail. It's already in production. It is a seven episode uh, series um, that James Gunn himself wrote. Uh, so that's the first thing. Again, no dates. Everything is just this is his what he stated as the timeline, the current timeline order of things. Um, next up, he mentioned a new Waller series, which is continuing on with uh, Viola Davis as the character Waller, Amanda Waller. Uh, she's supposed to be teaming up with the uh, Peacemaker crew in some way. Um, mm-hmm. Which is interesting because uh, like he even said he at one point in another interview he states that it was, uh, this story will take place between season one and two of Peacemaker. Um which he says Gunn hasn't even re- wrote season two yet, so it's kind of like I'm doing this in between, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, or we're doing this in between, which I'm okay with. Whatever. Um, who says no to more Viola Davis? She's fucking badass. Uh, plus, the Peacemaker crew is kind of fucking awesome anyway. Um, so we got that. Another. This is the live action, the first of the live action stuff, um, and that's just going to be another series on HBO. Uh, the first actual feature-length film we're getting is Superman Legacy, um, which is being written by him, which is so fucking weird. Uh, this is the only one that actually has um, a, a quote-unquote locked-in release date of July 11th, 2025. Whether that actually happens, who fucking knows? Um, but the fact that it's being written by James Gunn, that's actually kind of interesting. I I can't imagine what a actual Superman story made by James Gunn is, um, because I believe he made, did he make that bad Superman movie, um, about the kid, uh, what the fuck is it, Bright, Bright Burn, Bright Burn, mm-hmm. yeah, did he direct that, or did he just produce it, okay, no he, just, he just produced it, he just produced it. Um, I remember mm. his name being attached to it in some way. Um, it's called. It's considered a superhero horror film. I never got a chance to see that, and I really wanted to check it out. Uh, that that's basically. Hey, what if Superman or what if Clark ended up being a, a piece of shit, bad tempered, mm-hmm. whatever, bad guy kind of guy? Apparently, um, that stars like 
his son or something? What? Jackson A. done his son? Who you what one now? Nothing. I was looking at Brightburn and I saw that the lead in it, the kid Superman, is Jackson A. Dunn. Dunn. That's Dunn, not Gun. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything else. Yeah, I haven't seen him in anything else. No. Um, I forgot where I was. Oh, no. Where did I go? I had things. There did it go. Um, yeah. So, do Superman starting it off. Um, the way that he's talked about everything, especially he gets to one of the things later on, and it definitely makes it seem like everything is more normal DC, where Superman isn't going to be whiny little baby bitch. Um <laughs> We're gonna be super emo. Yeah, which like you know, I don't know. I can't. I can't defend in any way anything about Man of Steel or any of those DC EU shits. Um, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm huh? three hours of three hours of a movie with a blue filter on the screen is just amazing. It doesn't yeah, strain your eyes at all. It's fantastic. Um, but no, I you know I I'm excited to see. I want a good Superman movie. It's been a very long time since there was a good Superman movie that wasn't animated. Um, because guess what? Animated, just the way to go with everything. That's always my opinion. I, I mean, for superhero that. stuff, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, hell, half of the shit we see on screen in Marvel movies is animated. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, but you, you can't sell the powers of a superhero without animation. Yeah, it's it definitely work. definitely at, at anywhere near as as well. Um. Like, super strength, sure, whatever, but some of the other, like, more flashy kind of shit. Uh, even speed, mm -hmm. super speed, just, I feel like you can do that better and... No, whatever, fuck it, we're getting off. <laughs> um, next up, another show, uh, I believe live action, yeah, live action show, um, described as, like, a true detective type mystery show, um, but starring Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart, the Green Lanterns that are protecting Earth, um, I don't know. Green Lantern. Are you a Green Lantern fan in any way? Kind of. Um, yeah. I picked up trades for Brightest Day and Blackest Night Ooh, way, yeah. way long time ago, and those are some of the best Green Lantern stories out there. That's true. I don't know about best because I haven't read enough, but they are good. I enjoy them. Um, I also personally was always a fan of uh, the fucking animated, the CGI animated series. That was actually a really fun show. Uh, I highly recommend it if it is on any streaming service still, because, you know, everybody fucking deletes everything off of their streaming platforms. HBO. Um, <laughs> that's why literally this entire thing, this whole list of series and shows and movies and bullshit is was mm -hmm. such the largest grain of salt. Um, literally, this uh, assault the the si uh, salt grain the size of the iceberg that sunk the Titanic because um, I don't trust it I don't trust it I don't trust anything continuing um, anyway that's happening that sounds interesting I don't know mystery show with people that have to believe in what they're projecting um, have to be mm -hmm. hopeful no that was a different one hope is blue isn't it yeah um, I mean ultimately you can blame it all on AT&T because they own Warner Media which owns Warner Bros., which owns HBO. <laughs> Wait, I thought 
they isn't that what got voided not voided out separated is i thought at&t wasn't part of it anymore no at&t still owns warner media which owns warner brothers which owns hbo They own Sony as well. They own Paramount, Netflix, Lionsgate, Universal. They own a lot of stuff. They, well, they all do... under the AT&T umbrella. I was going to say, they do not own Sony. Okay, well, <laughs> let me see. No, Sony's a subsidiary of something. No, Sony Corporation of America. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I was about to say, I'm like, no, that's not. Um, yeah. Warner Media doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Warner Media is now merged with Discovery. Um, hmm. Where is AT&T? Why am I not finding AT&T? I clicked on AT&T. Why did it take me here? AT&T. Yeah, parent until 2022. They no longer are owned, or no longer exist, technically. Um, gotcha. I do well, not... I have not been on Wikipedia. What the fuck did Wikipedia do? <laughs> I don't like this. This sucks. They're probably like, hey, you didn't give us enough donations, and now our site sucks. Have you been on Wikipedia lately? This is horrible. No, oh, yeah. This looks dude, but... Like, I'm trying to figure out, like, you used to be able to easily go to... I don't know, fucking goddammit. Purchase a former... No, that... What, what? No. I hate... They move the table of contents for each article to a sidebar. It, it makes it harder to find things for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I just want to see there. list of companies <laughs> that they own. Because I'm pretty sure they well, don't own... You're not going to find that on Wikipedia, my guy. No, you usually they have like all the subsidiaries of these kind of things. Who are you trying to find? Who owns what now? I want to see all the subsidiaries of AT and T. AT and T subsidiaries. So it's much easier to do this on the SEC website. Sick. Well, kind of. No, that's just as bad. This looks horrible. Oh yeah, this does look bad because it's just telling you, oh, they own AT&T yeah. of this state. Mm. <laughs> oh, 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 hold on. I think I found maybe. Mm. Okay, AT&T subsidiaries on Wikipedia. So we've got this looks a lot of bad. stuff that starts with A, a lot of stuff that starts with B. <laughs> uh, yeah. So all I know is that they're not owned by that. That's was what I was trying to get to is they they are mm -hmm. not owned by them anymore. Um, they AT&T was sold. Or AT&T sold Warner Brothers to uh, Discovery, and Discovery kind of ate them. And is chewing it up yes. and spitting out the bones, and will uh, do whatever they end up doing with it. Um, but yeah. Let's see. AT&T Discovery Warner Media. <laughs> I mean, that's what it says. I guess this is broken down. All I know is Warner Media owns a lot of shit still, including DC. Well, that's that's the thing. I don't know if they do. That's what I'm trying to fucking. Discover. Okay. Well, maybe Discovery owns them. Then I don't know how you want me to say it. Well, that's... they're still. Yeah. All I'm saying is that one entity owns a lot of this stuff. <laughs> okay. So yeah, it is AT&T Discovery. They 
they closed the deal. They own Warner Media, which includes DC Comics, um, all that fun shit. Uh, they own everything that AT and T had that had to do with Warner Brothers is now owned by them. Yes. That's yeah, a. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> the next big movie, um, for some reason, nobody knows why, it, it, The Authority, which is from uh, an imprint from DC uh, called Wildstorm. I don't know. I mean, this, this is very much like, hey, it's kind of almost like the Guardians of the Galaxy, where it's like, where the fuck is this coming from? Um, we do know why, because James Gunn said why in the video. This apparently is just his favorite lineup of DC characters, and he really wants to make a show about the authority. Yeah, no, this isn't a sh- this is a movie. This is like the second big movie of the oh, a movie. Yeah, about them. Then. That's it's so weird. I don't care if you it's your favorite thing. Fuck that. <laughs> I mean, but this is the problem when you give nerds too much power, right? They're gonna make their special little fanfic. Um. <laughs> it's so I, I a lot of people joke about the fact that like dc obviously marvel the way that marvel had to do their movies they couldn't choose most of their big characters because they had already licensed them out um but people always make fun of the fact that dc is like hey we're just gonna keep remaking batman and superman over and over again we every once in a while we'll throw somebody else in there but like ignore everybody else for the most part um, in the fact that James Gunn is like, you know what? There are more than just Superman, Batman, and, and Wonder Woman. Let's go out beyond that and expand it a little bit. Uh, but he expanded too far. This is too far of an expansion. <laughs> Try and I like fleshing out the the world in a different. I don't know. This seems like you said it is a. Oh, I'm in charge. I want to make the thing I want to make. This is one of those movies that I feel like has a higher chance of maybe if not being made into a movie, maybe being broken down into a TV show. Um, kind of the same way as, uh, in humans where it's like big idea. I want to make this. We're not making that. We're making it as a TV show. Uh, the TV show sucked. We're not, that didn't happen. Ignore that it exists. That was an elseworld tale. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, after that we get more TV shows. Um, we've got, uh, Paradise Lost. Why is it that's so weird that in the quote there's nothing about the name? Uh, Paradise Lost, which is some game Game of Thronesy, Themyscira show. Uh, I get it. I mean, you need to have I, some I, some grounded bullshit. I get it too. I, I think what we're missing here, though, and the thing that he he tried to say was like the reason that they're doing all this is they want to make the whole like dceu connected in some way yeah the thing is is through all of the things he talked about like it's good you're putting out titles out there and you're saying you have this idea and that idea for a show and whatnot what he didn't mention is what is a connecting thread between them all (laughs) it's all all it is is that oh if if they're all the same actors and it Mm -hmm. all takes place in the same world unless we say otherwise um, Which, okay, cool, but it's like, when we watched that initial phase of Avengers, right, all the way up till Endgame, mm-hmm. the connecting thread always was 
Thanos is somewhere plotting in the background. He's a real threat. You know, you don't really know anything about him. He's got a few scenes in after credits, and that's all you really get. But then when he comes on the screen and you see how big of a threat he is, that he just completely stomps the Avengers and they lose an Infinity War. Like, that's the impact people want from these kinds of connected universes. Yeah. Um, when you just throw project names out there and we don't know in which ways they're connected, you know, it, we feel kind of lost at the yeah. end of the day. Um. And we're kind of dealing with that in, in the MCU right now is like, we get that there's still a connecting thread between all these movies that eventually will tie them all together, but we don't know what that connecting thread is right now. It's very much people in their own little journeys, you know, dealing with the aftermath of what came before. Yeah. Which to be <laughs> honest, and that's, that's the thing. That's kind of what, um, phase two for MCU was to a certain extent, because it was them mm-hmm. all dealing with what they just did, what just what their experience just was with, um, the the big event, the the incursion or whatever in New York, mm-hmm. um, that's why so many people give Iron Man three shit. I love that movie. That that is my favorite, personal favorite Iron Man movie. Um, I mean, Iron Man three is fine. The only thing that kind of sucked about Iron Man three is you have this like redemption arc for Tony that kind of just gets tossed away later on yeah well and that's the thing it, that's the one downside to tony in the, in the in the mcu in general is like every time he does something he gets to a certain point it's like okay yeah you're doing good oh no 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 no. you, you did the wrong thing again okay you came back from oh no no you did you, you, you were so close so close um, i mean but it like to a certain extent a lot of his decisions kind of make sense um, they do make sense, but we see the man literally go like, hey, I'm not going to invent time travel for you, and then overnight is like, hey, I invented time travel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, if anybody's going to do it in this universe, it's going to be <laughs> him. Because um, we don't have the other smartest people in the universe yet. Uh, mm-hmm. Technically, Peter is there, but, you know. And T'Challa, it was, they never... That, I think is one of the biggest disappointments to me with his character mm-hmm. is that they didn't get to show the genius side of him as much. Like, obviously it's kind of like a throwaway line almost, um, mm-hmm. in Wakanda forever where I can't remember. It's something about him being the one that taught her things. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, I wish we would have seen that more. I mean, that's cool and all, but then Shuri ended up being like his cue for the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, because that's like in every in some of my favorite stuff he is one of the he is like oh you want to talk about the smartest people in the in the Marvel universe T'Challa's up there um like sure mm-hmm. not like a Reed Richards level cuz that motherfucker is cheating in some way I don't know um I think they took it from like the few Black Panther animated things that are out there where it's like T'Challa's genius is in the political arena like yeah. he just knows that he knows that basically I have a country that if you come after us, like for real, we can just, we can just fuck you up. Honestly, we can vibranium <laughs> you up. Um, yeah, no, I get it. Um, I forgot how we got here. Uh, hold on. <laughs> we oh, we're talking it, about DC yeah, stuff and, and the lack of connecting thread. Um, yes. I think I was just trying to defend cause I'm, I'm tired of hearing people say that this current phase makes no sense and doesn't work. I'm like, it's loss. The whole fucking point of this thread is losing <laughs> everything. Everybody has lost everything. 
it's kind of, you know, giant world ending and then resetting of thing. I don't fucking... Mm-hmm. Where were you when the world stopped turning that September day? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I was flung off of it because that's what happens to everyone when the world stops turning. <laughs> you either get flung off of it or you get squished, like, immediately. <laughs> um, no, I think and that's one of those... I, it, I wonder if there are people that really are, like, looking at the events within the MCU and being like, you wouldn't react like this. You'd just brush it off. It's just another day. I'm like, this is a progression of events. There have been things that have been... (laughs) There have been big events that have happened. You would brush it off. So consider that the first Avengers movie is the Battle of New York. You have aliens invading New York and blowing shit up. Mm -hmm. Okay, 9-11, 9-11, like, 3,000 people died because two planes crashed into some buildings. You're talking about aliens with malicious intent invading the whole of New York City. Yeah. Just blowing shit up willy-nilly because they can. <laughs> well, I mean, they are being controlled and told to do so, but that's a whole other thing. Um, no, but it really is, like, I you have to understand this is a world that, yes, sure, maybe a regular alien attack, they've kind of been, they're a little bit more okay with they've dealt with it a couple of times at this point but like for literally half of existence to just disappear Mm -hmm. for five years and then for them to reappear no everyone's gonna really adjust perfectly fine with no kind of like having to deal with that shit and especially if you if you've had to if you have powers or you're um really good at um fighting I don't know mm-hmm. so that you have rings. Um, I it sounds like I'm bullshit. Or I'm, I'm like bad mm-hmm. talking that movie. I fucking love that movie. Um, he's, he just doesn't have powers. Uh, his powers are the <laughs> it's the it's the things it's the rings. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, it's great. Shut up. Fuck off. Let's get to DCU if you want to complain <laughs> about things not making sense. Um, anyway, beyond the mascara. Paradise Lost. Uh, this is the one that I know you are going to be so excited for. Am I? Yeah. You, you're not looking at a list of these things, right? No. Okay, good. Cool. Um, so, the next big movie is going to be the DCU. We're going to call it the U. EU is the old bullshit. Mm-hmm. U is the new bullshit. Um, <laughs> Batman. This is the DCU's Batman. Uh, Matt Reeves' Batman, The Batman, is out there. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a completely separate thing. I love that. I love what that world exists in, in has and portrays. I can't wait for more of that. Uh, yeah. But we're getting the actual Batman in what is being titled The Brave and the Bold, um, which is basically... Uh, <laughs> I remember now. <laughs> uh, uh. Which will be the first live-action actual robin in like 20 years um more than 20 years maybe who knows uh with nate's favorite robin damian wayne james gunn said in the video it's his favorite robin and i cringed so hard at that i get you're allowed to have different opinions it's okay i'm allowed to have different I, i understand that and people are allowed to have different opinions from me but i don't understand why not why they aren't allowed to have different opinions. Why are <laughs> they allowed to have their own thoughts? <laughs> but uh, why 
I don't know. I'll maybe I'll pick up a comic with Damian Wayne in it, and I'll understand eventually. Maybe someone will explain it to me. But my experience with Damian Wayne is him being just the most insufferable, cocky little shit. <laughs> what is your experience with Damian Wayne? My experience with Damian Wayne is when he first appeared in a Batman comic. Period. Um, and then some DC versus Vampire shit. <laughs> oh, that's it. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh wow! No wonder you hate him. <laughs> well, he's in some. I think he's made some cameos in some video games. Yeah, which don't... aren't necessarily accurate. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe he becomes a better person. But my experience with him is not being a better person. <laughs> okay. It is him like consistently bitching at both Bruce and Alfred all the time that he's better than them, and then he can take them on and. Like, literally, at one point, trying to straight-up kill Bruce, and Bruce just slaps the shit out of him. <laughs> and Damien learns nothing from that encounter. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyway, sure. Uh, but no, it's, uh, you know, finally we're actually getting a real Robin, I know, sure, whatever. Um, but this is their way of, like, fleshing out the actual Bat family without it just being... A random guy who says when I was a kid they used to call me Robin um, <laughs> or just having a dead Robin's outfit that may or may not be the Joker because that was a whole plot thread that people said was a thing whatever mm-hmm. um, anyway hey yeah we got Batman new Batman who's gonna be Batman who knows it's definitely not fucking Ben Affleck maybe <laughs> I hope it's not Ben Affleck um I want a happier Bruce. I know Bruce isn't supposed to be happy, but I want at least one that is good at putting up the front of being happy. That's what I... Because that's that's the animated show. The Injustice League, you had Batman, and then you had Bruce Wayne that actually pretended to be happy. That was Bruce Wayne for so long, right? With, like, the exception of Adam Woods, who was just goofy, period. Um, (laughs) West. Adam West. Adam West, sorry. Um, Adam West was always goofy, but, like... That was the, yeah, that was the, uh, that was the mask that Bruce had to put on, right? Is that by the time he had gotten to that point in his life, when we saw him in things like the animated series and stuff like that, is he wasn't Bruce Wayne anymore. He was Batman for real. Like, that's his real personality. And Bruce Wayne is a front he puts on for the rest of the world. Yeah, but I like that. (laughs) I like seeing the front. And I feel like... We haven't really seen that front since, um, well, no, since fucking George Clooney. Well, that's the thing. When you remove the front of Bruce Wayne, it's kind of you're wonder you're watching a movie or it's show, and you're wondering how do people not know this motherfucker is Batman? Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> um, like, and yeah, sure, Matt Reeves, Batman, the Batman, he doesn't have that fake front, but I feel like he plays up more of a. I don't know. I was okay with how it was done. It's so funny because, like, depressed, emo-y Batman in mm-hmm. The Batman worked when depressed, emo-y Batman in all of the other Snyder movies just did not work for me. Um, yeah. Maybe it was because... I, mean, I, I, I can't even think of why right well, now. Well, it works in The Batman because he's younger, he is dealing with a lot of shit going on all around the city yeah. all the time. Yeah. Like, it's probably one of the darkest portrayals of Gotham ever in cinema. Um, Which is great. (laughs) 
if you go back to like Christian Bale, they did have scenes with him as Bruce being, you know, cocky, playboy, so on and so forth. But it felt uh, faked and forced. Well, it felt faked and forced, and I I mean that works in one sense because it's supposed to be faked and forced. Yeah. But in the other sense it's like again, how do people not know this motherfucker is Batman? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> Like, especially, I mean, there's the scene that everyone thinks is brilliant where Joker shows up to the party and he's, you know, threatening the girl and all that stuff like that. And then Bruce just kind of disappears from the party, takes out some bad guys in his plain clothes, by the way. Yeah. And then goes and just gets in his Batman costume and just like everyone just thought he ran away from the party. It's like, no, just just put two and two together, please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, because I really am it, like, I, I feel like you have to get an actor that can play serious and also uh, the more playboy kind of side of things. And that's why, like, up until Robert Pattinson, obviously wasn't that specifically, but up until his portrayal, my favorite has always been uh, Michael Keaton. Um, Mm -hmm. Because Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton, it was like the comedy guy. He was always more of an upbeat kind of person. And then Batman, it's like, hey, he's Bruce Wayne, but also then... Oh, yeah. He did the serious, serious face. Um, well, that's the thing is, Michael Keaton can be comedic, but then he also knows how to play like a very scary and threatening villain. We saw that in Spider-Man. So. Yeah. Um, and, you know, an evil demon ghost person in Beetlejuice. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on. Batman. Batman happens, whatever. Moving on to the next thing. Uh, series. Another series. Focusing on everyone's favorite loser from the future, um, Booster Gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if you know who Booster Gold is. I'm not speaking directly to Nate. That's just a general audience <laughs> to the, or question to the audience. Um, but think uh, if Iron Man wasn't smart or cool or in any way impressive, but he was able to steal future technology and go to the past and make everybody think he was smart and cool and Robert Downey Jr. Uh, The the Elon Musk of superheroes. Basically. (laughs) Don't do that to Booster Gold. Uh, (laughs) We like Booster Gold. He's a nicer person than Elon Musk, for sure. But (laughs) this Uh, is very much like, you you put it kind of correctly when talking about Tony, but it's like, imagine if Tony still owned Stark Industries and someone else built all of the suits, and Tony just showed up and was like, that's mine now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God damn it. <sighs> just thinking about stupid I, motherfucker, <laughs> eat a dick. Um, yeah, I'm excited for this. Uh, what I'm really excited for is I want him to play young enough. I want him to be around the same age. I want Booster Gold to interact with Blue Beetle. Mm-hmm. That's all I want. We'll have the Blue Beetle movie by then. Um, so hopefully we can get some kind of crossover with that. Because uh, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. That, that's like a, a constant, not a constant team up, but those two were friends. Um, God, man, I'm just thinking about Blue Beetle and fucking Young Justice now. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I'm excited for that. That'll be fun, I think. Um, next up, which surprised me, uh, I wasn't expecting the announcement. But basing off of one of Tom King's runs, um, there's going to be a Supergirl movie, uh, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, um, which is just interesting. Um, 
according to this, it is going to be the same. Wait, wait. Oh, wait, hold on. It has not been announced whether or not it's going to be the same uh, actress that's playing Supergirl in the Flash movie. Um, Mm -hmm. But, like, it hasn't been ruled out either, but who fucking knows? Again, Flash movie is supposed to reset everything except for Aquaman, which still makes no sense. We're going to move beyond that, whatever. Um, (laughs) But I'm excited for that. That sounds fun. Uh, It has something to do. It's basically um, the story is Carol living on a piece of Krypton that's drifting away from the planet um, and she basically watches everyone she knows and loves die around her uh, and you know she's uh, not as adjusted as Clark <laughs> um, <laughs> so that, that sounds you know a little bit more of a darker I mean... turn um, if you've ever read anything from Tom King you know that Tom King is really good at making one really good fucking stories uh, and two really fucked up stories <laughs> no, it's it's good that we get a different take on Supergirl this time around um, I don't know the Supergirl show that's been like airing forever at this point yeah it's all done all, uh, of, all of those shows are can't, are done at this point yeah unfortunately I mean, for some of them yes I mean but it's I mean she's like she's a cheerleader with superpowers basically wow that is really reductive of her character she is a reporter okay she's a reporter cheerleader with superpowers why why are you calling her a cheerleader i'm just saying she is very optimistic most of the time you're allowed to be optimistic nate just because you have never been optimistic once in your life doesn't mean that it's not normal for people to be optimistic i don't know what you're talking about oh but Nate, no, heard, I, Nate I, heard the news about the new that mech game that he likes so much, but immediately was like, "It's probably going to have Dark Souls mechanics." Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, no, I just i i enjoy a darker take on certain characters that are usually portrayed in a very positive way. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, speaking of darker characters. Uh, the last thing that was announced... Thank you for segues. You're so good at that. Uh, <laughs> the, the last thing that they announced um, was they are doing a very dark, almost horror-level uh, introduction with, to Swamp Thing. Um, mm-hmm. Swamp Thing did get a TV show a couple of years back. God, it was bad. Um, <laughs> really bad. Uh, so I'll be excited to see if they can actually do a good job with that. Um, people love Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing is loved by many. Uh, not to be convinced, confused with Man Thing. Man Thing is a completely different thing. Uh, Man Thing is also pretty great. Um, Man Thing last showed up, if you remember, uh, in uh, fucking Werewolf by Night. Um, mm-hmm. Looking great. I like, I, fuck everybody else. That looked great for what it was. <laughs> fucking made for TV movie style. I don't know. I love that movie. I'm so excited that we're going to get more of those kind of like holiday special feature things. Um, yeah, that's it. That's the lineup. Will any of this happen? Who fucking knows? Um, is there anything that you are in any way excited for from this date? Uh, possibly Brave and the Bold. I mean, if Damien doesn't turn out to be what I mm-hmm. saw him in the comic books as. <laughs> Uh, Supergirl looks neat. If they really lean into sort of the 
kind of schlocky horror that Werewolf by Night did, then Swamp Thing would be neat. Um, I, I kind of, yeah, I love that more. Like, I like horror movies, but I love campy horror movie kind of stuff. Like, stuff yeah. that doesn't take itself too seriously. It can have the scares, but it also knows that it isn't the only thing mm-hmm. that exists. Uh, but yeah. I think, uh, I don't know. I, I like Shazam, honestly, so I'm hoping the next Shazam movie is good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, one real quick thing on, on the quick news uh, for Shazam. Haven't gotten, with this, we'll go through all the quick news, too. Um, by the way, personally, me, it's it, I'm, I'm excited to see... I talked about it when I mentioned it, but I'm excited to see a uh, a brighter Superman again. Because um, mm-hmm. I like while the movie sucked, fucking Brendan Roth as Superman was fantastic, and I love him in that role. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, weirdly enough, also connecting to who I'm about to talk about that I didn't put on here. Just really quick, uh, if anybody has been on Twitter recently or have avoided Twitter, probably more likely, um, you may have missed uh, that. Zachary Levy, Levy, uh, unfortunately, outed himself as an anti-vaxxer. Um, yeah. I'm not so excited for Shazam anymore. Yeah, uh, which then led to everybody finding out that he basically was a tro-pumper? Uh, a pro-trumper. Um, <laughs> tro-pumper. Tro-pumper. Uh, yeah, so that was interesting. Um, really sucks for people like me and Dave, who uh, are huge fans of Chuck. Uh, now I'm okay if Chuck never comes back. Fuck it. Fuck Chuck. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Fun, fun. Maybe he forgot that everybody can see your responses and quote tweets on Twitter. Okay. Who knows? I see. There was an initial misunderstanding, and then there was added context. Okay. Mm, <clears throat> yeah, and but it's kind of like one of those... The more he tried to dig himself out, it got worse because people looked at his other past history. Yeah. I mean, it all started with just basically a poll on Twitter yeah, where he said Pfizer, which is the pharmaceutical company, one of the major pharmaceutical companies that develop a COVID vaccine. It's like, are they a real danger to the world? And he said, hardcore degree. And then people dug into his Twitter history even further and found out that like, yeah, you're crazy, my guy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Disappointing. But, you know, um, don't don't idolize people that you don't actually know. Hell, don't idolize people. Well, you know, you go ahead and idolize people that you actually know. Maybe. You can Depends. idolize and look up to people. Just avoid full-on fucking celebrity worship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, people are human. Uh, some deserve forgiveness for their past transgressions. Uh, that is not for you to decide, for one thing. It is for people that they've been transgre- that they transgress against. I don't know. Like uh, I said, there, there's... There's one Confederate monument that's allowed to stay up, and that's the one of Stonewall Jackson because it looks fucking hilarious. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, the uh, the whole uh, oh, what was it? My mind's blanking. I was gonna say, oh, James Gunn. James Gunn is a perfect example. James Gunn, people went after for things that he said and tweeted in the past years ago, as in like, man was a different person back then, has changed over time. Um, and it, it's one of those like, at what point do you go after somebody for something that they used to do if they have grown and learned from that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Um, Bo Burnham, Bo Burnham is a big one. He he talks about the fact that he hates almost all of his old early stuff because 
he really like he did it for the shock value and he realizes that and he regrets fucking he talked he's talked multiple times about the fact that he regrets so much of the content he made um Mm -hmm. and has moved away and towards other things uh and that's why people still love momentum whatever um I, that's it. Whatever. Moving on to the rest of the quick news. That's a little <laughs> bit cooler. Uh, sh- speaking of shitty people, um, Wizard of the Coast. <laughs> uh, seemingly, you might know more about this, so you can go into detail at all if you want. Um, seemingly mm-hmm. has backed out all the way the fuck down about uh, the new open gaming license bullshit. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just as a summary... Um, what I can say is that they will no longer deauthorize OGL 1.1. Um, their OGL 1.2 is basically in the gutter, as far as we know. They will not try to revive it or refine it or attempt to re-release it in any way. Um, they are releasing something else. I forget exactly the name of it. It's SRC or something like that. Yeah. Under, uh, Creative Commons. Let me see. SRC Creative Okay, maybe I'm wrong about that. But anyway, the point is that a Creative Commons license is like an irrevocable thing. Once you put something out under Creative Commons, you can't just renege on that. You can't take it back and say, well, no, we don't want this under Creative Commons anymore. There is no grace period with that. There is no, like, appealing that in a court of law. If you release an IP under Creative Commons, that's it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, yes, this is very much of them backing all the way down and saying we irrevocably do not intend to overwrite the original OGL. And because now that they've put this out as a public statement, it's basically legally binding at this point. Yeah, kind of. So if they do attempt something in the future, it's going to have to pass the statute of limitations, which I don't even know if there is one for something released under Creative Commons. Um, Or they're going to have to make a very, very, very strong case in a court of law to overturn this. Um, so you know, this could it, it could be potentially like Supreme Court level shit. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the SRD <laughs> is the Systems Reference Document, not SRC. Okay. Uh, SRD. Yeah, they're they're making the yeah S my D. Um, <laughs> they they're making the entire SRD five point one available under a Creative Commons license. That's what's being put under the yeah. Okay. Um, so the for those of you who don't know, the System Reference Document, by the way, is. I mean, it's basically saying, like, hey, if you want to specifically mention something that is D&D content in your, like, Kickstarter-created campaign or something else, then that's still yours. That's still part of your work, right? This is a reference document is just saying, hey, you can reference, literally reference our system in your stuff. Um, I mean, there's been plenty of content created for for other tabletop games out there, other tabletop systems mm-hmm. out there. I mean, D&D wouldn't be anything without GURPS, for example. GURPS. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty simple. They have a table up on the official Dungeons & Dragons website that kind of outlines uh, what is under Creative Commons and what they call DM's Guild, um, which offers the way they put it, different kinds of publishing opportunities. I don't know exactly what DM's Guild is. It kind of just looks like a storefront for people to be able to sell their content through like an official D&D licensed platform. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but uh, it does specifically outline, like, here's what's under OGL and Creative Commons, and here's what's under DMs Guild. So, for example, I want to design content using 5th edition rules for D&D. That's covered under both OGL and Creative Commons and can be published in DMs Guild. Yeah. Right? But for things like... Uh, I want to publish my original campaign world using 5th edition rules. That's only under OGL and Creative Commons. They will not host that on DMs Guild. Um, if you want to publish content using Forgotten Realms, however, that's only under DMs Guild and not under Creative Commons. Hmm. So, there are certain things that are and are not covered, but this, I mean, just to wrap it up here, this basically re-adds the freedom that a lot of people thought they were going to lose. Yeah, which um, is good, thankfully. Yeah, I mean, people are still concerned that Wizards of the Coast or Hasbro in general might still be up to shady stuff, which, to be perfectly honest, they probably are. But uh, as far as we know it right now, D&D is, is staying the way it is. Um, I would say, you know, if you're a fan of D&D, if you've bought, if you're one of those people who bought everything that Paizo had in a warehouse. Goddamn, <laughs> Uh, if you're into other systems like uh, cyberpunk or kids on bikes or whatever else, um, just just go and go and try these systems out. I mean, there is more stuff out there than D and D, but I understand if like D and D is the thing you play. D I was gonna say D and D is also um, considered like not just by like oh we D and D are saying we are the easiest to get into. It's pretty mm -hmm. easy to understand. Um, yeah. I mean, it's fairly easy to understand. I would just say if you're into D&D, &D, then keep playing it. If you're a content creator, then keep making content for it right now. Um, I mean, now is the time to strike while the iron's hot, because we don't know what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. Um, moving on from that, uh, we got... Nate has not watched it, unfortunately. Uh, I've been watching Last of Us. Loved it so far. Um, this last episode, hoof. Ugh. Um... Last of Us already has been greenlit, though, for Season 2. Uh, now the real question is, does Season 2 create its own story? Is it a whole other universe or storyline that we get to see what happens between Last of Us 1 and Last of Us 2? Does Last of Us Season 1 not actually end the first game? Who knows? But hey, it's been greenlit for, greenlit? Greenlit for a second season. Um <laughs> It's only only a matter of time until we find out what the fuck happens. Uh, yeah, moving on from that. Uh, speaking of video game adaptations, uh, so we know Amazon's been working on a, a Tomb Raider uh, adaptation. If you didn't know that, well, hey, guess what? Um, <laughs> but supposedly there have been some, um, not so much rumors, but people have been finding documentation or, or hints in such that are saying that uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, um, the creator of Fleabag, uh, and also the voice of L3 from uh, Solo, a Star Wars story, uh, mm -hmm. is set to be writing the series. So as somebody that loves her, because she's fan-fucking-tastic, um, and Kim is also very excited, uh, very excited about this. Uh, if you have not watched Fleabag... Um, while it was not actually for me, oddly enough, um, I do highly recommend it. Uh, just some of the scenes. Uh, there are certain things about the show that I absolutely loved. It's just the other bits of it that I couldn't get into, personally. 
But based off of the things that I loved, I would recommend that show to so many people. Um, mm-hmm. There's just things that they do in the way that that um, they film things and just handle the story in general. It It's so cool and so well done. Um, so, yeah, definitely check that out in your wait up until Amazon's Tomb Raider. Because uh, <laughs> who fucking knows? This is probably like a 2026 thing at this point. Um, let's see. Any other news? No, that's really it news-wise. Oh, I'm lying. I opened up a bunch of stuff after the fact because more and more stuff kept coming out, like I was saying. Um, in the last couple of weeks, and obviously they've we've gotten more information now, um, a lot of layoffs have been happening across mm-hmm. every fucking company. Uh, but one of the big studios that took a hit was three four three. They let go. They had to let go of at least ninety five people. Um, basically, the entire studio is starting from scratch. On top of that, Halo itself is technically starting from scratch. Um, they are switching from an uh, from or they, sorry, they are switching from an abandoning the slip space engine, which is what they used in the last game, um, for the Unreal Engine, which, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, Unreal I mean, does look great. No, no denying that. Um, I I just wish. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's one of those like, it makes it easier for them to make put things everywhere, whatever the fuck. Um, because, like, think of it, there's so many of those other game engines that people have created, mm-hmm. and people are like, oh my god, this is incredible. Like, fro- the Frostbite stuff, every mm-hmm. time there's a new Frostbite, fucking looks beautiful. Um, yeah, until everything falls apart inside of that engine. Yeah, 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 but it falls <laughs> apart beautifully. Uh, <laughs> um, big thing, though, uh, 343, basically, and it had been hinted at, and it's been explored a little bit more, 343 is not working on new content for Halo, like story content. Um, and there have been talks of them kind of working with other groups, other third-party companies to work on Halo games. Um, mm. What that happened, what happens with that remains to be seen. Um, <laughs> we gotta wait. I'm okay with it. I love Halo. I have always loved Halo since the first time I played it. At least um, I was a little late to the game. It's okay. Happens. I didn't have a. I didn't have a Xbox. Who like? Did you own an Xbox? Like an original Xbox? No, yeah, I too. went to a friend's house frequently um, because they owned an Xbox and we just sat around and played games together. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's what you do. You get When you have a lot of friends, you convince one friend, this was before the internet, sorry. Let me, let me before online play, you had to mm-hmm. go to your friend's house to play with them. Um, so you got the Nintendo, your neighbor got the Atari. Yes, I had a neighbor and a friend that had the Atari. I'm old, we're old, fuck you. Um, we might not be the old, like, Atari was the first game console we played, but we were we, old enough that it was still a household console for some people. I mean, we were born at that era where the home console kind of really took off. Yeah. Um, you know, our parents' generation was the arcade era. That's where you went to play video games. Um, I but s- home console gaming was was easier and more convenient. Yeah. Uh, I sometimes say or think that we, like our generation, specifically like from maybe a couple of years older than us to my brother's age, were born at the perfect time for entertainment. Normal life stuff, mm-hmm. yeah, the world's fucked. Um, but we got to have the NES, 
all the way up to what is current game video games. Like we never started on a shitty console. Mm-hmm. Um, like yeah. yes, sure, NES is very outdated. Now it's fucking forty years after the fact. Um, mm-hmm. But like we got to live through that. We got to live through the internet becoming what it is, and then you know dropping off the face of the earth, this garbage pit of hellfire that you know <laughs> has some really cool stuff though sometimes. Um, I mean, and then movies gotta... and TV and all that wonderful blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah. I mean, just think, just think of how far entertainment has come even since that time. Like, I remember playing games on a Sega Genesis and original NES and stuff like that, and you're talking anywhere between eight to thirty-two bit graphics. Yeah. Um, I can now play Halo on my phone. <laughs> yeah, which is like imagine playing a game today that had 32 colors for people to work with. <laughs> like that's insane. Well, and that's the thing um, people now do that for fun. Oh in, yeah, well, in like, it's to create that art style. It's interesting to do it for fun now, but that was the technological limitation of yeah. the time. Yeah. Like you had you had games that didn't have save files. If you didn't remember a password for a level, you were starting that game over. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> um, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so and nowadays you have games that auto save, games with photorealistic graphics, games with unique lighting engines and texture engines and all kinds of physics stuff. Can we and... just talk about how lucky I was to have a mother that understood save points? Oh, yeah. Like I wish mine did. Jesus. <laughs> mine was very much, oh, yeah, Mom, I'm done the video game. I turn the TV off and I'll leave the console running for hours. <laughs> yeah. My I, we my mom, at I was at an early age, at early in my life, knew, oh, get to a spot that you can save and then go to bed, like turn it off kind of thing. I'm like, yay, you're not mm-hmm. stupid. I mean, in some games, that was easier than others. If you played Final Fantasy VII or any of the JRPGs like I did as a kid, save points could be sometimes like six hours apart from each other. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Like, that was just the reality of the time. I remember playing Final Fantasy VIII as a kid and be like, oh yeah, mom, just wait till I get to the save point. And like five hours later, I finally got to that fucking save point. (laughs) Yeah. Um... But yeah, so that happened. Uh, we'll see what's going on with Halo. Uh, I'm excited, you know, for any... if I feel like this restructuring and the talk of them changing how Halo's being made and where it's being made mm-hmm. and all that stuff makes it seem like, hey, we are definitely working on more Halo. We have more Halo on the pipeline kind of thing. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, we had talked, I think, before we started um, streaming or, yeah, recording... Um, about everyone's favorite thing, streaming service, because, you know, everybody needs more. Uh, but NBC Universal <laughs> uh, has turned off the free tier for new users. Um, you are no longer going to be able to have an ad-supported tier. I guess that wasn't making them enough money. Who fucking knows? Um, <laughs> which sucks. Like, I, while I was never going to get Peacock, uh, the mm-hmm. idea of just having to watch commercials like, you know, TV, um, to quote-unquote pay for the service, go for it, Mm -hmm. fuck it. Um, So it sucks for a lot of people. I know a lot of people that actually were just using it as that. Um, Yeah. It's especially weird to me because that's what Peacock marketed itself on for a long time. Yeah. It's like, hey, you can be on this platform for free. Yeah. Um, Not anymore, motherfucker. There's other platforms out there, like Tubi, for example, which does that. Um, But... 
Yeah, I mean, we talked about it because, frankly, streaming services have gotten a little ridiculous now. Netflix is turning off password sharing in the future. You have to pay for shared passwords. Yeah, we'll see um, how that actually fucking goes. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's weird to me because it's like, if you get a streaming platform, like, you don't get it for the account. You usually get it for a household, right? Mm. It's like, you want everybody in your house to be able to watch Netflix, and maybe you want, like, a kid's channel set up for your kids so they can't access more mature content. Yeah. Um, so I don't know exactly how that's going to work. The, the only way I can fathom from a technical perspective is if they start like geotagging or like getting Mac addresses off of people's devices, <laughs> um, which is, is very scary to me. I understand that they're like, they are a data a aggregation company first and foremost, like everybody else is really, but yeah. like, I don't want Netflix tracking my whereabouts to determine whether I'm password sharing with people. <laughs> um, but the, this is the problem, right? Is is these these corporations do exist in a world where the idea is infinite growth. Mm. Like it's not even just growth. It's not like oh we turned a profit. It's no we turned more profit than we did previous quarter. <laughs> and so if they fail to do that, their shareholders just jump ship. Um, and it's sad to see it that way because it's forcing a lot of the things that we originally enjoyed, stuff like Netflix or other streaming services, even in the realm of video games. Um, to become far less enjoyable because everything's about monetization. And that's what I'm really scared about with Halo is, is the reason 343 was pulled off Halo is because they couldn't monetize multiplayer enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that is always going to be disappointing in the biggest fear. Uh, it's one of the biggest fears. Um, uh, beyond that, moving past that, uh, we have gotten reports that E3 will be big three lists. Um, supposedly Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo are quote-unquote skipping E3. Um, further news makes it seem like they haven't confirmed it. Repop, I believe. Yes, Repop uh, hasn't fully confirmed that they aren't showing or taking part in it. Uh, but they are working directly with Xbox for a um, separate phys like in-person event the same around the same time, possibly the same weekend. Uh, which is very similar to what we've, they've been doing in general for E3, where Xbox has their big event, the next street over, whatever the fuck. Um, <laughs> uh, and more upsetting, uh, because it's a game that I've wanted to play, and when they announced it, it seemed really exciting and really entertaining. Um, but uh, Iron Galaxy announced today that they'll be shutting down Rumbleverse. Um, Rumbleverse is another one of the many different takes on uh, Battle Royale. My brain just completely broke there for a second. Um, <laughs> so it is upsetting that like something that was different. It wasn't just another shooter. It was a melee take. You were mm -hmm. it, it was a melee fighting version of uh, a Battle Royale. Um, yeah. So that will be closing down within the next six months. Um, so if you want to play it, it's still there. Enjoy it while it's there. Eh. I mean, it's it's going the way a lot of Square Enix quote-unquote live services have gone recently. Um, things like Chocobo GP, for example. Fantastic card game. Solid, solid carding game alternative to Mario Kart. But simply because Square Enix couldn't pull money out of their service, they just decided, hey, we're going to shut this down. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't realize that. Uh, also, sorry, I misspoke. Uh, it, it has only been around for six months. It's been been mm -hmm. around for less than six months. It's closing um, 
in February, February 28th at the end of the month going mm. no more Rumbleverse. Uh, so, Hey, maybe we can, that could be one of our, our together streams. <laughs> we all check out Rumbleverse for the first time before it's gone forever. Hopefully we hate it, man. Could you imagine <laughs> us hopping into that? And we fucking loving everything about it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just I, I have a feeling that that again a lot of games are going this way. Everyone is trying to push these games as a service model, um, and a lot of games unfortunately are just being completely shut down, having their services turned off because they're just not making the companies that publish them enough money. Yeah. I mean this this goes all the way back to like the original Tomb Raider for companies like Square Enix is they released a remake of Tomb Raider, um. And they're upset because it didn't sell like millions and millions and millions of copies. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's just a sad story to me because the game is good. The game did sell well. Um, it did make them a profit on their sales, but it didn't make them enough money. And that's what they're upset about. Um, I mean, we've seen companies go straight down the gutter with this, like Konami. They just do not care about making good video games anymore. They want to make quick cash grabs and turn their video game franchises into pachinko machines. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, I think that is it. Yeah, that's it. News-wise mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, I guess, I don't know. Nate, let's... I know we both have games on here. We have two different games mm -hmm. on here. I'm going to say let's not talk about the games that have been out. Let's not talk about okay, older okay. games. Have you played Hi-Fi Rush? I have not played Hi-Fi oh, Rush. Oh, I was so hoping you had played Hi-Fi Hi I know Rush. you were hoping I would play that, but from from that developer direct, it is a game which just is wholly uninteresting to me. Really? Okay. I thought yeah. you had a little bit more interest in it. Um, well, and I won't go too far or talk about it too much. Um, I played the first, up until the first boss, um, and I will say... I fucking love it. It is beautiful. It is fun. Um, you just get into it. Obviously, the music's great. Uh, they do have a streamer-friendly mode that removes the licensed music, which is smart. I'm glad that they do that. Um, but I, I love just the, the way that the whole world feels and the way that the, the everything moves to the beat of the music. Um, it's so fun. Uh, the, my only thing, the only bad thing I will say is... When it goes to, every once in a while, it cuts to, like, a 2D, side-scrolly kind of feel to it. Um, it's still 3D, you know what I mean. Uh, 2.5D, <laughs> I guess. Uh, um, it feels slippy, uh, is the best mm. way to describe it, I guess. Um, like, you move, the movement doesn't feel as, as uh, tweaked or perfected. Um, and I mean, like, hey... If that's my only gripe with it, I'm perfectly fine with it. Uh, the last thing I will say about it, though, I love uh, this game one broke the top 10 for the week of its release, like the top 10 best selling games on Steam, um, mm -hmm. which on that list has multiple versions of multiple games because they all have different SKUs, so they are spread across this list. Um, mm -hmm. so if you were to probably condense them all as like individual things, this might be in the top five. Um, but, uh, on top of that, it also outperformed, uh, within its first week for Spoken, which is a full $70 AAA title release. Um, yes, I know, Nate, it's a tech demo that 
got more to it. Um, <laughs> but it's people people aren't really attacking the game as much. Obviously, some people are taking it the wrong way and looking at it that way. But they are the the fun part is it's not units sold. It is monetarily like what they've actually made off of this this game beat out a seventy dollar release game during its week of release when mm-hmm. this game is only I think for 30, 40 bucks. Not only is it 30, 40 bucks, it's also quote unquote free. No no purchase necessary if you have Game Pass. Mm-hmm. That is great. That is fantastic. I love that. I'd love to see that for a game like this. Um the best thing about this is showing you can do fun things. Put out something, have people work on a side project, put that shit out. People want it. People want to see that kind of stuff. And I hope that this is something that the entirety of Bethesda sees, the entirety of Microsoft sees, and goes, we can do this. We can do more different things. We can play with things, give things a chance, not work it in the back and then decide, "Mm, this doesn't really fit what we're going for and cancel it. Just put it out there. Fuck it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I don't know. That's really all I want to say. Um, hmm. is there anything you want to talk about before we, we, we wrap it up? Uh, no, I don't think so. No? Alright. Well, Nate, because I'm making it a thing, I've made it a thing, it's a thing, it's got an intro, it's got a part, I have a whole thing in the video and in the audio where there's a little do doop 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 thing. Um, <laughs> you know what, you know what time it is before we, we finish this out, right? It is no context recommendations time. No context recommendations. Yeah, this is a thing now. <laughs> All right, Nate. Do you have do you have a no context recommendation for everybody this week? I do have a no context recommendation this week. Ooh, okay. It is. I'll just say it's a video game. Oh. It's called No Straight Roads. Oh yeah. Okay. Alright, no context. I, I like this. I like this. Um, well, that's cool. I uh, also have uh, my no context recommendation. The reason I put this together is so I have it ready and I can just drop the link. Um, my no context recommendation, because I just watched it, it's been out for a while now, um, is What the Internet Did to Garfield, a video on YouTube by Super Eyepatch Wolf. That's all I'm going to say. No additional content. No nothing. <laughs> Not going to talk about Garfield. I haven't done anything. I don't know what you're talking about. Everything's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's it. That's the end of No Context Recommendations. Um, <laughs> this has been No Context Recommendations. Uh, have, have a nice one. Well, hey. If you like what you see, what we do, what you hear, everything about us in our wonderful, wonderfulness, um, that's a term. You can say those two words back to back. Uh, it's kind of like <laughs> fuck. Um, you can say it five times in a row and it's a sentence. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can find us everywhere. Everywhere. Just about everywhere. Um, actually, a lot more places than some people. Uh, just search Space Time Taco. Um, if you want to support us directly, you can... Donate to our coffee, which I have a little thing, or you can donate to our or become a patron um, on our Patreon. Uh, I don't talk about those enough. I really need to have that <laughs> pop up more often. Anyway, uh, if you want to find me, I am everywhere at Time Lord Brito. 
if you want to find Nate two places, that's right now, I'm going to pick <laughs> on him for only having two, now I'm joking. Um, you can find him on Twitter and Instagram. At? At a little teapot. <laughs> uh, yeah, and because it is definitely not Tuesday when we're recording this, uh, tomorrow you can, as always, only on Wednesdays, <laughs> find him in a gutter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I realize I haven't said it all year. Uh, anyway, go inside and play video games. Uh.